Hey there, hockey fans. The Locked on NHL Network is back again for hockey season, and we have the 2023-24 season previews team by team coming up. And we are going to focus on the San Jose Sharks and what life will be like post-Eric Carlson. That's coming up on this preview episode on the Locked on NHL channel. Hey, what do you say? Hockey fans, Erica L. Ayala here, your host of Locked on Kraken. But today I am here to just guide the ship as our host of Locked on Sharks, J.D. Young, brings us up to date on all things San Jose Sharks. So, you know, first, J.D., you and I, you know, we talk a lot about the Pacific Division. But, um, you know, I, we're going to do a little bit of a, a deep dive into um, your team here. So let's start with this. I think we kind of know, but uh, what is the biggest storyline surrounding your team in this upcoming season? Um, I think it's going to be, is this the worst team in the NHL? Um, <laughs> and that's a very, very fair question, right? If you look at the roster, um, there is a lot more questions than answers on this roster. And a lot of, as this team is going through its rebuild, right? And that's usually what happens when you go through rebuilds is you're trying to kind of shift out the guys who are not going to be part of your future and, and look towards the future. And the Sharks are kind of in that process right now. Over the past 13 months, you know, you've traded away Brett Burns. You've traded away Timo Meyer, You've traded away Eric Carlson, which I'm sure we'll talk about Eric Carlson here in a second. But um, this team is kind of has its eye on the future with a lot of their prospects kind of getting ready to start making an impact in the NHL. But it's still in that transition period of having a lot of kind of NHL caliber players on the roster as you wait for some of your younger guys to develop. And I think that is a recipe with all the questions on the blue line, the questions in net with Capo Kakinen and Mackenzie Blackwood. That is a recipe for this team to uh, struggle to win games this season. And I, I fully embrace them being one of the worst teams in the NHL. And I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, I, I feel like you're giving me that Mamba mentality, but like the hockey edition, you know, like we're, we're leaning fully into the rebuild. I know you've talked about Mike Greer in the past. So it's just like, hey, this is where we're at. Like, let's let's attack it. I, I respect that. I respect that. Uh, so the next question we have for you is, oh, look at this. What's your team's most significant offseason move and why? I uh, I mean, it has to be trading uh, Steve. No, um, it's Eric Carlson getting traded, right? The former, <laughs> the, the reigning Norris Trophy winner uh, coming off in a historic 101-point season, getting traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins um, for three NHL players and a first-round pick. And on the outside, it looks like the Sharks didn't get much in return for, for Carlson, right? I mean, the first-round pick's nice, but getting Mike Hoffman, Mikel Granlin, and Jan Ruda, who are definitely on the back nine of their careers, um, doesn't feel the most inspiring. But the big thing for my career is you get rid of a majority of Eric Carlson's contract that, um, you know, the, his $11.5 million contract over the next four seasons. Uh, the Sharks retain $1.5 million of that. So you're kind of trading away a very long, large contract for three ugly contracts that expire a lot quicker and gives you much more flexibility in the future when your team is expected to start to kind of 
enter that fun frisky phase of your rebuild so um you know it's going to be interesting to see what the sharks do without eric carlson because this blue line um lacks any prolific offensive talent and uh you and i have discussed many times about how defense is for nerds um this is you you would love this team because there's all defense um if you like fifth you know if you like guys who are stay-at-home defensemen um erica we might need to switch teams here because uh, this might be your cup of tea here but um i, I think though uh, for when it comes to the sharks though with their rosters yes they're going to be ugly now but what what do you do with that space in the future when you can become more competitive um maybe be more aggressive in free agency and then you have to start to pay some of your young guys i love that committing now so you can get to the fun and frisky phase. I love that. I'm stealing that. I'm hoping the Kraken get there sooner. The Kraken have been the fun and frisky. They already would. They, I mean, they turned into the fun, fun and, and frisky. frisky. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Can we stay fun and frisky though? I guess that's the real question. But this not enough about enough about the Kraken. This is all about the Sharks today. So who figures to be the most important player on your team this season, and what makes them so crucial to the Sharks' success? Um, the most important man in San Jose is William Eklund, um, the seventh overall pick in the 2021 draft class. So he is the first piece, first foundational piece, excuse me, uh, of the rebuild. And his development is, that is the number one goal for the Sharks this season, outside of wins and losses, is how does William Eklund develop? How can you put him in a position to succeed and make sure that he is given every opportunity to earn uh, that right, you don't just give people jobs. Uh, that's been my career thing, but put my put William Eklund in a position to be able to earn uh, what we expect out of him. And uh, I expect a top six potential, soon to be first line player out of William Eklund. Um, and I think, I think he's going to kind of start on the third line this season and work his way up. Um, but it's all about William Eklund and making sure his development goes as planned. And you're not fostering, uh, you know, kind of a culture of just kind of doubt. Um, and giving him an, an opportunity to kind of get through some of his rookie lumps and be a contributor on this team for years to come. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting that you said Eklund there, because I also want to know who do you think is uh, the potential breakout candidate on the team that people should know about? Is it Eklund or is there someone else in the mix? There's someone else actually in the mix, and this one um, is, is might be a little bit of a surprise, but I'm going to go Alexander Barabanov. So Barabanov, the Sharks acquired a couple seasons ago from the Toronto Maple Leafs. And ever since coming to San Jose, all he's done is produce, right? Uh, his first full season with the Sharks, uh, he had 39 points. Last year, he had 47 points. Again, this team has not been like the most prolific offensive team in the past couple seasons. But I think this is a season where Bear Benoff could kind of make a jump into a potentially 60-point player uh, for the Sharks. Last year, you uh, showed great chemistry with uh, Logan Couture as the center. And now adding Anthony Duclair, who we know – that guy can that guy can put the puck in the net. And I think with Barabanov's vision and his passing, he's going to be able to find Duclair. And I think uh, a lot of that passing is not going to go to waste that we've seen on the couple, last couple seasons as they've been trying to find a third winger for that line. So um, Barabanov, who is going to be a big decision for Mike Greer, whether to keep him because he's going into the last year of his contract, then he could be a potential trade uh, piece at the deadline or – He's still kind of in that range where you could sign him to maybe like a, a three or four year deal to keep him around as you're continuing to grow. So I think Bear Benoff, we're going to see a monster season out of Bear Benoff this year. Oh, I like that pick because what it sounds like is one way or another, whether his fate with the Sharks is in play or not, that the future 
of his NHL career could, could definitely be hanging in the balance. That always makes for a pretty dangerous player. I like that. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Let's close out with this one. Bring us home with what would a successful season look like for your team and what's at stake if it's not achieved? A successful shark season would be them securing a top three draft pick. Uh, wins and losses, well, the losses matter this year. Uh, <laughs> so I know there there isn't your Connor Bedard in this draft class, but getting a, a top three blue chip talent is what the Sharks need to do, right? They had picked fourth last year in Will Smith, who Will Smith's going to be a great player and would be usually a top, uh, you know, two or three pick in most drafts. But continue to add these blue chip pieces. Um, that is how you build in the NHL. And you look at teams like the New Jersey Devils, who are now going to probably be contenders for a while because they have built through getting very high draft picks and, um Developing William Eklund and getting a top three pick. That is, that is the key to success for this year. I love it. Well, JD, it's always a pleasure to talk hockey and disagree about defense. <laughs> uh, defense is for nerds. Go score points. Well, JD, always a pleasure to chat with you and disagree about defense. But um, thank you so much for joining us here for these season previews and for more on the San Jose Sharks, be sure to follow Locked on Sharks on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube so you never miss an episode. And be sure to check out all of the season previews. We've got all 32 teams covered across the Locked on NHL channel. We are, of course, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, bringing you your favorite team every single day. <laughs>